the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. It's time for Talk Law Radio with Todd Marquardt. Todd Marquardt, attorney at law in Texas. If you're a millionaire or a thousandaire, Talk Law Radio is now on the air. Call in with your business law question, your elder law question. Veteran aid, Medicaid, build a business to get paid. 210-308-8867. Or ask a question online at marquardlawfirm.com. That's M-A-R-Q-U-A-R-D-T, lawfirm.com. And now, it's Talk Law Radio with Todd Marquart. Welcome to Talk Law Radio. I'm Todd Marquart. Today, we're talking about propane law on 9.30 a.m. The Answer. Later, we'll be on Apple Podcasts. And you can always find us on TalkLawRadio.com. The State Bar of Texas is the state agency that governs attorney law licenses, And the state bar wants attorneys to inform the public about the law, but because legal advice must be tailored to the specific circumstances of each case, and because laws are ever-changing, material discussed in this program is meant for general informational purposes only and is not to be construed as tax, legal, or investment advice. Although the information gathered has been gathered from sources believed to be reliable, Please note that individual situations can vary, and you should only rely on this information when coordinated with your individual professional advice. Marquardt Law Firm sponsors our show today, and attorneys at Marquardt Law Firm focus on business and estate law, including last wills, living trusts, and tax-protected inheritance plans. New businesses and old businesses, which might have issues with corporations, contracts, LLCs, family limited partnerships, and we can represent those who are facing problems from lack of planning, like in guardianships, probate, business disputes, breach of contract, real estate disputes, and personal injury. Check out our blog at markportlawfirm.com to read about what's new for us. Before we get started talking about the law, let's begin with prayer. Dear God, thank you for this day. Thank you for all the gifts and blessings that you give to us. Please forgive us of our sins, for our mistakes, or for failing to do your will. Please help John, Kasai, and me give good information to the listeners about propane. Help us to use the gifts and talents you have provided for the good of your people, for our own good, and for your glory. In Jesus' name, amen. Now it's time to discover your legal issue blind spots by listening to me talk about the law on the radio. You can send us messages today uh, through Facebook, Facebook Messenger, or you can search for Talk Law Radio, find uh, the Scales of Justice, uh, Lady Justice, and uh, the red, white, and blue logo, and click that, then find uh, the send message button, and you can ask a question, and I'll read it and answer it while we're on the air. You can also call the radio station at 210-308-8867. That's 210-308-8867 if you want to ask a question about propane today. Today, like I said, it's going to be a great show. Building a new home in Texas, Hill Country, might require propane. Find out another use of propane that has become more popular since February 2021. John Kasai with Propane Depot and I are going to be talking about propane today. John, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. I know you don't want to talk about yourself, but I have to. (laughs) Okay. The listeners need to know who I'm interviewing. 
So tell us how you got started. As I was attending UTSA, I was working for a company in Leon Valley at the time that was uh, Hand Butane. And Hand Butane um, was a full-service company that installed tanks and do very much similar types of business that I do now. And um, I worked at a filling station, filling cylinders there for them hourly um, while attending UTSA. And... um, I was uh, recently married to a young lady who um, her great-grandfather was Preston Hand, and um, he had been in the propane business since uh, the late 30s. And and this particular location in Leon Valley at Bandera and Eckert um, was where their company was was placed, and and, um, a small portion of that is still there today that uh, Jill and I own okay so that's uh off of bandera road probably yep okay and so you you were working there and then you made the jump to starting your own business what gave you that idea well uh hand butane was sold to a national company in 1988 and i became an employee for a larger company Mm-hmm. and worked up through their ranks to be a manager and um, eventually was managing a couple of locations here in Castroville and San Antonio and uh, saw an opportunity that I could do this for myself instead of working for someone else and convinced a banker to loan us a little money and decided to open up for ourselves. And then it was just you. Yeah, seven days a week. I, I think for a couple of years we didn't even have any employees and um, and just filled cylinders every day and for walk-up business for people to go camping or barbecue or or for forklift use. Uh, roofing companies would come in, catering trucks, and it was pretty much a filling station. And from there we have, uh, you know, grown to where we are now, you know, and have multiple locations and and several delivery trucks and service-related vehicles. Awesome. Sure. Can we talk a little bit about what propane is? Um, Some people may know all the technical, um, but I think a lot of people probably don't know how it's different from gasoline or from natural gas. So if you can just give us the layman's uh, explanation about where it comes from. The majority of propane in Texas is coming from refining of, of crude oil. And, um, and propane is colorless, odorless, looks like a glass of water with, when it's contained in, in a cylinder. And as you use the vapor that sits on top of that water, that propane evaporates and produces more vapor uh, for, you, for you to use in your appliances, whether it be water heating or furnaces or pool heaters or or any of the appliances that are going to use propane, use the vapor that sits on top of the liquid. And as that vapor is consumed, the liquid evaporates to create more vapor. And eventually, the, the liquid gets consumed completely, and that's when you run out of fuel. Okay. I read that propane is a byproduct. Correct. As as there are in many refining or, or, or refined fuels, mm-hmm. um, you know, butane and methanes, and there's a lot of byproducts of refining crude oil, and propane is one that um, has been identified as very useful for the general public. So you, you don't have to drill for it. You don't have to find it. It's just created when they're refining gasoline or when they're refining the the natural gas that's correct and they they figured out that it it works as a fuel for um, powering things sure i use propane to for my barbecue grill (laughs) but there's lots of other uses and so we're going to talk about the top 10 uses of propane uh, soon, uh, we're gonna we're gonna take a break. But before we go on break, want to talk uh, more about your company today, 
and and what's going on there. So you started out as an individual providing these services, and you've you've built it up since then. So tell us about your operation now. We have um, eight or nine propane delivery tanker trucks, um, three cylinder delivery trucks, multiple service-related vehicles, and over 20 very good, valuable employees that help us fulfill all the needs of our customers. And um, we install tanks daily, uh, above ground, underground, propane tanks for new construction. We deliver cylinders daily for various uses and, um, and still growing. Okay, well, we'll come right back after this break, and we'll talk about the top 10 uses of propane. Stay tuned. able to care for yourself or your home. Without powers of attorney, your loved ones will be forced to the world of court battles and guardianship lawsuit to declare you to be incapacitated. Better yet, ask about a living trust containing your instructions about where you want to live, how you want to be taken care of if you have a heart attack, stroke, or develop Alzheimer's or dementia. Call Marquardt Law Firm and find out how a living trust can help your loved ones settle your affairs without a judge in court. Call 210-530-4278. That's 210-530-4278. Welcome back to Talk Law Radio. I'm Todd Marquardt here with John Kasai with uh, Propane Depot. And if you didn't notice before, I was uh, winging it without my headphones. I couldn't hear anything except for myself, and I was just hoping that everything would be on time. So now I can hear everything again. Um, Really, I, I just miss theme music. I love the music. Okay, John, so we were talking about the family business. Um, Well, actually, we didn't get to that part yet. We didn't talk about the family yet. So I I wanted you to to say something about how the family is involved. Well, my wife, Jill, and I uh, work together every day and um, work in the same office. And And you're still married. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, it's, uh, it's a good thing. It's it's. It's good to have um, someone that I can rely on when I'm not there. That's awesome. Certainly. Um, my wife worked with me for one day. <laughs> <laughs> she, I, I was, you know, trying to get things done, asking her to do things, make copies, file these things. And uh, she said, don't tell me what to do. We're and still there. <laughs> <laughs> so you have to work those things out. Yeah, and it's it's been a good experience. You know, Jill was uh, graduated as an RN and worked at Methodist Hospital as we were raising our kids and then uh, got to a point where our business required that we both be fully involved. Mm-hmm. And um, and it's been lined like that for about the last 20 years or more. Awesome. Sure. And one of your children is working there now or do both of them work there i don't remember no my my son works for us and we opened up a location in utopia texas recently well within the last five years and um and david is uh is running things up there in utopia along with his wife laura and um and our daughter is still attending school and lives in austin okay Great. So what's it like to work with a child? It can be challenging. But I mean, he's not really a child. He's a, he's a grown adult. Certainly. <laughs> and, um, but um, super intelligent guy and, um, and definitely um, keeps me um, focused on the more modern things that are required in business. You know, I'm kind of an old school thinker mm-hmm. and, um, and, I know what got me here, and I tend to fall back on things that I've had been able to rely on for the last 30 years. But there's a lot of new things occurring in the world, and, you know, from websites, you know, to phone apps to, um, you know, different software, which we're 
are experiencing that now. Technology. Yeah, and yeah. Um, and he's certainly a, a a bright guy and has been educated in that and and has been able to help us, uh, you know, move forward. Great. Now, radio isn't new for you. You were telling me you did radio years ago. Tell us a little bit about that experience. So years ago, um, a man named Bill Ball had given me a bunch of Dutch oven cooking equipment and taught me about cooking outdoors with cast iron equipment. And I got into that pretty heavily for a while and, um, and sold those products at my store in Leon Valley. And a friend of mine uh, that I hunted with and hung out with some was named Jay Brown, and he had a uh, he had a show on and did outdoor reports, and mm-hmm. he was just after the commodities report every day, and he had me on a couple of times to talk about Dutch oven cooking, um, propane safety, campsite safety. Um, the um, portability of the fuel, which is great. You know, propane's one of those fuels that you can easily transport, take with you. And uh, so, yeah, I've been on the radio a few times, but uh, not in a long time. Yeah. Well, I'm glad to have you. Thanks. Okay, so now top 10 uses of propane. Tell us what's going on in Texas Hill Country. Well, as as the city of San Antonio grows outward, um, you know, certainly in the hill country, uh, we're seeing a lot of growth, and that's our primary delivery area. Uh, we do service the greater San Antonio area, but the majority of it is uh, north and west of San Antonio, I would say. And um, pretty rocky country out there, so um, difficult for natural gas to install the infrastructure needed to reach each home with a gas meter. So consequently, propane's a an excellent option for people that want a gas appliance or pool heater or, or many things. Mm-hmm. And so, um, you know, thankfully the, uh, this area is still booming and uh, there's a lot of interest in building properties and new homes, you know, out in the, out in the hills. And, um, and we service and install tanks daily in those areas. So natural gas has, is all connected. Correct. Somehow. Uh, whereas propane, it can, can is its own self-contained uh, infrastructure for the home. Yes, and and one of the reasons we chose the hill country was not only because we we live there, but um, I could see that it would take years before natural gas infrastructure would li- would reach every home in the hill country. Mm-hmm. And that the need for propane would be uh, would be high and valuable as San Antonio continues to grow outward. And people are more spread out there too. Certainly, everybody has acreage, and yeah, and propane's just the reasonable choice. You know, really from around any big city in Texas, as you move further away from the infrastructure, propane um, is the most reliable choice for, for gas appliances. You were telling me, too, that there's a, a history of places within San Antonio that used to be propane. Yeah, the, the, as San Antonio has grown, uh, the natural gas lines have surpassed what used to be propane country, I would call it. Mm-hmm. And so there are, there are neighborhoods on the north side especially that, um, used to be on the outlying areas of San Antonio that had propane or butane in, in this case and um, have since uh, connected to the natural gas meters. And so there are some old propane tanks still uh, in San Antonio that are no longer being used that probably should be evacuated and removed. And, and some of that's happening. Um, and then there's also propane tanks within the city of San Antonio that are still currently being used and are going to continue to be used. Okay, so just want to remind everybody that's listening, we're on 9.30 a.m. The Answer. I'm Todd Marquardt. This is Talk Law Radio. I'm going to talk about propane and the law. If you have a question for John or for me about propane or the law, give us a call at 210-308-8867, or you can send a message through Facebook Messenger uh, find Talk Law Radio that way. Uh, my wife tells me you have to scroll down, look for the 
Lady Justice holding the scales of justice in the red, white, and blue logo, and you can send me a message. I'll, I'll hear it and check it and answer it on the air. Okay, what are some other uses of propane that uh, people in a home might need that for? Well, I think um, the typical house that we're seeing being built now will have um, a couple of instantaneous water heaters that are are propane-powered, kitchen cooking equipment, gas dryers, fireplaces, Outdoor cooking is a big thing in this area because of our climate. So a barbecue mm-hmm. station, something like that. Like an outdoor kitchen. Certainly. Yeah. Um, pool heaters are another big consumer of propane in this area. Uh, furnace. Some houses could have multiple furnaces that run on propane. Uh, gas dryers. You know, I read something. I don't know if this is an urban myth that... If you use propane to run your dryer, there's less static. I can't <laughs> confirm that. No, I don't really know the truth about that, but uh, sounds good. Yeah. Okay, so uh, we have home use. Um, also related to home use would be um, on the farm or the ranch. How would they uh, propane be used in in some specific circumstances there well propane can also be used as a motor fuel to run an engine and so there's irrigation pumps and tractors and um, other vehicles that can run propane that are specific to agricultural and ranch use i didn't know that yeah certainly um forklift fuel is as well there's many forklifts that run on propane and it's a good fuel for that um why is why do you say that Emissions are low, and um, you're gonna—they're driving around inside, like in, a warehouse. I inside guess. a warehouse, correct? And um, and the fuel is um, a little more convenient than than straight battery power, uh, as far as the refueling process. And because the emissions are low, uh, there's not a big problem having it inside a warehouse. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, certainly the propane tanks that are not being used have to be stored outside. But uh, while the forklift is in use inside a warehouse, it's a very practical use for propane cylinders. Now, you you mentioned that in the warehouse, the propane would be stored outside. And whenever I exchange my, my, my small cylinder for my barbecue grill, there's always a sign that says, leave this outside. Um, so that that's for obvious reasons. It's flammable it's a fire hazard i guess certainly so um if if i have multiple cylinders at home where is a good place to store them definitely outside of a building um elevated or not in contact with the wet ground so maybe on a a, a masonry block of some sort so that the tank doesn't uh become um exposed to the possibility of rust or corrosion. Okay. And um, outside of a a building is the best place to store your propane tank. You know, certainly not everybody knows or does that, but um, having it outside would prevent an accident if the tank were to create a leak or have a problem. Mm -hmm. You wouldn't want that in an enclosed area. And the same is true with gasoline. Um, I wouldn't store a bunch of gasoline inside my garage. That's not a great idea either. So okay. you know, having your fuels outside uh, in a dedicated area that's well ventilated, it's a good idea. Okay, that's good to know. How about greenhouses? What's, what's that used for in a greenhouse? Same. Heating, heating is very common for greenhouse use, and there's some commercial applications in and around San Antonio that, that have large greenhouse applications with uh, propane as the heat source. Mm-hmm. Um, there's, um, some greenhouses that use heated water for the heat source, but the water is heated through a boiler that runs on propane. Okay. And they introduce steam into the greenhouse to, uh, so to serve multiple purposes. 
My wife and I use these little propane heaters when we watch baseball games in the uh, early spring. Uh, I don't know why they start baseball so early that it's cold, but they do. And so that's how we, we figured we could stay warm. Yeah, I think there's a few of those in the deer blinds in South Texas as well. Right. Yeah, but uh, I always worried about that in the deer blind because it's enclosed. Um, But we'll talk more about safety in a little bit. We're going to take another break. We'll talk more about uh, top uses of propane. We'll talk about the law. And we'll be right back. So stay tuned. Talk Law Radio. I'm Todd Marquardt. We're here talking about propane with my John Kasai. Sorry, John. I know your middle name too, so I almost said Michael there. But um, talking about propane, and uh, we were talking about top ten uses, talking about the greenhouse use, and then uh, during the break, I remembered that uh, we forgot to talk about your company's system of delivering propane. So uh, tell us what's important there. We have uh, several delivery vehicles that are are primarily like small tanker trucks that will deliver fuel to your home and business. And um, the majority of those trucks are are running on propane as well and and use propane as they deliver to your house or business. But um, so if you have a propane tank installed at your house, um, it has a gauge on it that you can monitor and, and look at the percentage left in your in your fuel, fuel tank, very similar to your gas gauge in your car. Mm-hmm. Um, and so a large portion of our customer base will monitor that gauge themselves and call us when they feel like it's appropriate for a delivery. Um, another larger portion of our com- company's customer base is um, – the type of customer that doesn't want to worry about it. They want to keep it full. Yeah, just fill it. And um, and that's really the best type of relationship to have with your propane company because, it, first of all, it prevents you from running out of fuel, which is when most problems occur in our industry is um, when a home runs out of gas, we're required to uh, find out why. Uh, did it run out because you simply overlooked it or did it run out because there's a there's a problem with your piping system or appliances and Mm -hmm. um so an interruption in service uh should be avoided if possible and one of the best ways to do that is to rely on your fuel supplier to keep your tank full which i recommend going into this time of year um you know operating off the top of your propane tank is a much better idea than waiting until it's freezing cold and hoping that someone can get you propane in an emergency which occurred in february um so February. yeah it was it was it was rough but we we really encourage everybody to uh develop a relationship with your propane supplier regardless of who it is and um and let that company uh keep track of your tank for you and uh keep it full so it's not something that uh you're going to forget about or or if you uh forget to turn the pool heater off uh and run out next thing you know you can't cook and don't have any hot water in the house mm-hmm. so so you said that part of your service is is finding out why they ran out um that's part of the safety aspect too right yeah and it's required by the, by the state that um that if it, if there's an interruption in service um the system needs to be tested to make sure that the continuity of the piping system is such that we can assure that there's no propane leak or any appliance issue, get everything relit safely so the consumer is not in a position to try to relight their own appliances. Um, some, of the, some of the appliances out there 
still have like manual pilot lights where you have to physically go light a pilot light. Mm -hmm. And to avoid that situation, keeping your tank full would put you in a position to where you never run out. So you're not going to have a, an out of gas problem. What's going on in the industry that makes this important too? Well, our industry is, is such that the, the propane dealer has some responsibility for your system. If, if, if we're selling you fuel, we're obligated to make sure that your system is safe to carry our fuel and safe for you. And, um, and we want to get in as many homes as we can to test your system and make sure that it's, it's ready for use and ready for winter and your furnace is good to go and your water heater is working properly and your appliances are vented and, and the exhaust gases that are associated with any um, oil-based you know, fossil fuel are uh, properly vented to the outdoors so that uh, carbon monoxide is not an issue. Better to get this done sooner than later. I would, yeah. And as we approach the fall, having a full tank of propane um, is a great idea. And um, with, with what occurred last February, along with the fact that uh, we're seeing oil and gas prices starting to elevate now, and um, it appears that propane is probably not going to reduce in price until spring mm-hmm. at this point. It just goes along with the season? Typically it does. But there's been years out there when we were um, – in the middle of winter, but we were loaded with crude oil, and there was oversupply. So, you know, we had uh, the ability to sell cheaper gas in the wintertime. But I don't see this fall being similar to that. What I, what I think is going to happen is um, our exports of propane have increased um, over the past three or four years at least 10% each year. And uh, although there's, there's enough propane stored in the United States to handle whatever happens this winter— we're also competing uh, with foreign countries for the purchasing of that propane, and a large part of our propane is being exported out of the United States uh, for manufacturing purposes in, in other countries. Okay, and you, you mentioned that your trucks run, or some of them run on propane. Um, that's becoming more popular in San Antonio, too, right? Certainly, yeah. There's several several vehicles can be ordered equipped for propane from the from the uh, manufacturer of the vehicle, and um, there's some rebate dollars available to fleets that that operate on propane inside uh, cities of in the in the state of Texas. And um, propane's been around a long time as a motor fuel. I mean, there's tractors in the 20s and 30s that were running on propane and and carbureted vehicles ran on propane you know pretty commonly throughout the 70s and 80s and and now the technology is such that fuel injected vehicles can run on propane which um you know we have several in our fleet that uh it's very possible if you're one of our customers that the truck that's delivering propane to you is actually running the same propane driving down the highway so is that a hybrid then uh, it's it's not a it used to be such that carbureted vehicles would um, be able to run either fuel. You could run either gasoline or propane. But now that uh, most of the vehicles are fuel-injected, it's dedicated to, to propane. Okay. Correct. Interesting. And you mentioned in, in during our break that city buses and school buses run on propane, too. Yeah. I think uh, City of San Antonio, via... Uh, several school districts and some of the larger school districts in San Antonio area are uh, the majority of their buses are running on propane. And is that because propane's cheaper than gasoline? I don't think it's any cheaper. I think that it's cleaner. Um, I've I've had several vehicles that have run propane um, for the entirety of their of their life, mm-hmm. of the engine life. And uh, what I've found is that. Your oil engine life is practically doubled uh, as far as ch- your oil changes. And, um, you're, you know, certainly we, we're running propane because we sell it. And mm-hmm. uh, it's very practical for us because we're carrying it on board. But mm-hmm. um, engine life is increased. Oil change life is increased. And um, 
emissions can be uh, clean, that uh, you're, not, uh, you're not quite as dirty as, as gasoline or diesel. So that's part of the, the city's uh, plan to comply with uh, environmental regulations, maybe. Certainly. And if you're, if you're running a large fleet of vehicles in a large city in Texas, there's some rebate money available um, to run alternative fuels to try to help clean the environment. Okay. Okay, let's go back to um, some of the top uses of propane. Uh, you you mentioned hunting, and, and I was sharing my concern with uh, having a, a propane heater in the blind. Um, I guess as long as you've got enough room to move around in there um, and, and you don't catch yourself on fire, that there, the propane really isn't the danger. Well, carbon monoxide in enclosed space is what you need to watch out for. Okay, so, keep so, the windows open. Yeah, ventilation is important. And um, a lot of the new space heaters, or practically all of the new space heaters that we're seeing come out now, um, have an oxygen sensor, or excuse me, sensor built into the pilot safety system so that if there's not enough O2 in the room, it's going to shut itself off oh, okay. as a safety mechanism. Great. Uh, another use that I I read about was uh, RV parks. RVs use propane. Yeah, we're our main office is in uh, Bandera County, and Bandera in the winter time is a is a haven for winter Texans that are coming down from colder climates. And mm-hmm. so, so yeah, there's quite there's quite a lot of uh, motorhomes and travel trailers that are that are coming into RV parks this time of year, and um, and they use a lot of propane. And, and most of them um, are using it as a heat source. Uh, some of those RVs and motorhomes can plug into electricity and use that to heat their water. Uh, but cooking um, is primarily uh, is propane, and th- their furnace will be running on propane. Okay. Well, we've got to take an, uh, one last break when we come back. We'll talk more about some propane uses, and stay tuned because we're going to talk about uh, something that made propane very popular uh, since the events that happened last uh, February 2021, so stay able to care for yourself or your home. Without powers of attorney, your loved ones will be forced to the world of court battles and guardianship lawsuit to declare you to be incapacitated. Better yet, ask about a living trust containing your instructions about where you want to live, how you want to be taken care of if you have a heart attack, stroke, or develop Alzheimer's or dementia. Call Marquardt Law Firm and find out how a living trust can help your loved ones settle your affairs without a judge in court. Call 210-530-4278. That's 210-530-4278. Welcome back to Talk Law Radio. I'm Todd Markport. This is our last segment, right, Mark? Okay, just making sure. Uh, time flies by when you're having fun. So uh, you're running out of time to ask all your questions about propane. Uh, maybe we're answering all of them. That, that makes us uh, smart guys. Uh, but if you do want to ask a question, you can call 210-308-8867 or message Talk Law Radio through your Facebook app. Um, before the break, we were talking about uh, propane in the uh, deer blind. Uh, I also wanted to mention that I see food trucks have a propane tank attached to them. Tell us about what's going on there. Yeah, it's it's pretty common. Um a lot of food trailers around right now, and the thing that um, we're seeing more and more food trailers associated with the restaurant closures that occurred during COVID. Mm-hmm. And so um, food trucks, food trailers, you know, a, a food truck are, would have a, a stationary tank that's mounted to the frame of the truck and gets filled up at a filling station, let's say. And a, a food trailer... Um, would probably have a removable cylinder that could either either be um, brought in and filled 
at a filling station or could be delivered on site by a propane company to a food trailer. And so, yeah, we do a little both of both of those. And um, we've seen a big increase since COVID of um, food trailers and catering services and um, some apps that you can use to order food and have it delivered to you instead of you actually going to a restaurant. And um, I see that as a, an up-and-coming business in San Antonio and Austin and Houston beyond. Okay, so uh, propane for food trucks, that's been popular. Uh, something else that became more popular and it is still popular uh, all these months later since the uh, snowmageddon in San Antonio and, and I'm sure in, in lots of other areas has been uh, using propane for what? Backup whole house generators is uh, is all the rage right now. Um, Most uh, people might think of gasoline-powered generators. And and they're out there as are diesel and, and other, you know, fuel sources. But um, I think the big advantage of a propane generator is the fact that uh, the fuel won't deteriorate over time. And... Um, you know, a generator certainly should be run periodically to make sure that it is ready mm-hmm. uh, when the power goes out. But um, propane is the only fuel available that will stay in perfect condition and ready for use regardless of the amount of time it stays stored in the container. So how is that different from gasoline? Well, gasoline and diesel really should be rotated out annually. Um, so you'd have to consume that fuel somehow annually and replace it with fresh fuel to keep it from destabilizing inside of a mm-hmm. storage tank. But propane is going to be the same 10 years from now as it is today, and uh, it'll be ready to go. And I think that's the primary reason people are using propane as a backup fuel source for generators. Um, several companies are offering generators that are propane-specific, and, uh, you know, Generac and Kohler are a couple that come to mind that I think we're seeing the majority of our customers are installing. And they're designed in such a way that they have a transfer switch which uh, can sense when there's a power loss. And when there's a power loss, the propane generator starts automatically without you having to be involved in starting it. And uh, you'll see a little flicker in the lights and your power's back on. Wow. Mm-hmm. So that would be good in in the city if you don't want to have an interruption in power from a, a failed power grid. Certainly, are are not just in the city. I mean, um, we're installing tanks for backup generators all throughout the hill country as we speak. So if if somebody just wanted to be more prepared than they need to be, not only have a a full tank, but could they have a backup tank? I mean, do people do that? Yeah, and, and the, the size of the tank is relative to the consumption rate of the generator. And so you certainly don't want to undersize the propane tank. Um, and when you need it the most, you don't have enough fuel to do what you're mm-hmm. hoping to do. So consult with your propane dealer. Make sure that the generator you're installing um, has a fuel source that's going to be able to carry the ball when power goes out. And so these are questions that we'll ask a customer as they come in and and tell us that they have purchased the generator and they're ready for a, a fuel tank. You know, the question is, how long do you expect that you would need fuel available? And based on their answer, that's the size of the tank that we'll try to mm-hmm. supply them with. Um, if they just need fuel for an hour or two or a day or two, that's not a big issue. But if you expect to run a propane generator for weeks at a time, uh, there's a significant investment in um, tank size. Wow. So it's not just a lot of these little bitty um, barbecue grill-sized propane no. tanks. And I don't know <laughs> if you've ever used, a, like, a pair burner or a propane you know, I've to- s- torch. I've seen the pair burner, yeah. Yeah, and as you're, as you're pulling vapor out of a propane tank, if you're pulling it out faster than the liquid can boil to produce more vapor— uh, the tank will actually get cold and the fuel will actually reach a freezing or stable point where um, you've pulled it out faster than it can recover 
And so if you've lost pressure, you're not, you're not mm-hmm. producing any more pressure. So we want to make sure that regardless of your end use, whether it be a generator or pool heater or whatever you're running on propane, that uh, your tank size is relevant to your ability to consume fuel. And um, so we, take, we make an effort to make sure that if you're spending all this money on a generator, that you're going to have a fuel source that's going to be there when you need it. There's other fuels uh, besides propane, um, like natural gas. Can you uh, compare for us uh, what some of the differences there are? Well, natural gas is uh, also odorless and colorless. Um, There's odorant added to both fuels so that we can detect it if we have a leak. Um, Natural gas is lighter than air. Propane's heavier. And uh, so you want to make sure that when you're storing propane that it's in a ventilated area so if there is a leak that it doesn't accumulate in a low spot mm-hmm. um, you know both of those fuels are generally thought of in consumption in cubic feet and uh, of gas and um, propane basically has twice the energy per cubic foot of natural gas and so certainly natural gas is a great fuel and, and does very similar things to propane. The, one of the biggest differences is you have to use less propane to, con, to reach the same result uh, as you would with natural gas. Uh, basically, you have to use about h- half of the cubic feet of propane to do the same job that a natural gas cubic foot would do as far as heating. Um, other big difference is the portability of propane. You can put propane in a container and carry it with you. And uh, natural gas is, is going to be attached in almost all cases to uh, piping infrastructure that's permanent and not portable. So that's one of the things that makes propane uh, an attractive fuel to take camping or, as you mentioned, on travel trailers, you know, mm-hmm. your mobile. Um, you know, certainly there are natural gas containers that can move liquefied natural gas, but um, generally speaking, those containers, because of the pressures of natural gas, are very heavy, very thick-walled, and um, a little bit too much for the average person to to move around. I don't see many natural gas um, filling stations like I do propane. No, pr- propane is really the best fuel for 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 portability. Mm-hmm. Yep, no doubt about it. Okay, now we've reached the point where I like to talk about legacy because Marquardt Law Firm focuses on last wills, living trusts, and tax-protected inheritance plans. So uh, I gave you some questions, different options for you to talk about on on the air. What would you say you would like your legacy to be? Well, um, you know, certainly I want to be remembered as somebody who was in the propane business was able to help my community Um, But as far as personal item type legacy, which was one of the questions that you asked, was um, we've been fortunate that, um, you know, we've had several things that have been given to us by our family over the years, including firearms and China and, um, you know, grandpa's rifle and Mm -hmm. grandma's recipes. And and there's a lot of things, jewelry and things that we intend to to pass on as, as heirlooms. But um, on the other side of that, fortunately, just about everybody in our family is still alive. And so um, we haven't inherited many things because they all live to be 100 years old. Wow. But, um, yeah, in fact, my wife, my wife's grandmother just celebrated her 102nd birthday. Wow, that's awesome. Yeah, it is. It's amazing. And, um, and so we're in no hurry to inherit uh, any of those mm-hmm. items as long as those people are still with us. But... Um, I have personally I have uh firearms uh that from my father and mother that uh that belong to them that would certainly be passed down passed down and and there's jewelry and uh and many many other things but but mainly is our faith more important than anything. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh not much more you could hope for than to have faithful children. So you mentioned recipes. Um, makes me remember um, some recipes that, that my grandparents have passed down. Um, my mom's mom uh, always made this lasagna 
my oldest brother was a big fan of the lasagna. Um, so that that's one thing that I remember from her. And my my wife's grandmother on her father's side had this uh, homemade uh, vanilla ice cream re- recipe. And, and we have the ice cream maker and Certainly. the crank and all that. Uh, so when we have barbecues and get together, we like to get that going. Uh, so that so that's a lot of fun, and that and that's a big um, legacy that we like to celebrate because it, it reminds us of them. Um, Want to thank you for joining us today. Thank you. Thanks for having me. <laughs> Did you get to say everything you wanted to say about propane? Well, there's so much I could talk about. I've been doing this for 30-plus years, and um, but um, I think we covered the, the high points. Yeah. I learned more about propane than I've ever known before. Oh, one thing I forgot to mention is that it's uh, regulated by the Railroad Commission. Correct, and... Um and we're glad they're there. They um, they make sure that propane's safe for our communities, and um, and they uh, support our efforts to be in the retail end of things. And um, and the railroad commission is uh, is a friend of ours. They uh, they make sure that propane is safely installed in public facilities and on public vehicles. Okay, so that's it for our show today about propane and the law. Stay tuned with Talk Law Radio. See you next week. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.